Dan Raphael has just called through to the show. Uh, Dan, good morning to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. Hey, mate, anytime, anytime. We're excited to talk about this big card coming out of Saudi Arabia. It is an absolute stacked card. Can you remember a card with as many big fights on it as this in recent times? I mean, in recent times, that depends what you, how you define recent. But uh, I, I guess the answer is no. I remember cards, you know, from, you know, many years ago. I mean, when I was starting out covering fights, for example, or I mean, it was probably a few years after I started. I remember a huge card in Atlantic City, New Jersey, that Don King promoted, where the entire card was eight fights, and all eight fights were world title fights. It's the first time in the history and only time in the history of boxing that there have been eight world title fights on the same show, including uh, two fights that were for the undisputed title. This is back when Bernard Hopkins was the middleweight champion defending against William Joppe. And also you had the uh, unification for undisputed between Ricardo Mayorga and Corey Spinks, not to mention the heavyweight title fight with Hasim Rockman against John Ruiz and Zab Judah in a world title fight and a cruiserweight world title fight. There was just a ton of guys on that show. Uh, but in the, in the more recent times, like, you know, last oh, quite a while, there hasn't been. You have to go back, like I said, to those to that card I mentioned to you and then to some of the mega cards that Don King promoted in the, probably the late 90s that were often – related to uh, where the main events were for Julio Cesar Chavez. And then there was huge amounts of title fights and big names matched up with each other on the undercards. But uh, the December 23rd card's a big show. I mean, especially if you like heavyweights. Yeah, Julio Chavez, he was he was one hell of a boxer too, Dan. What do you, Dan, what do you think the purse is worth? Because this, this, the Arabians, they must be absolutely digging out the gold, mate, to get this uh, across the line because it's it's, they're not cheap fights. Not at all. And a matter of fact, uh, you know, that's the reason why these are happening. Because by the you said, when, when you when you introduced me, you said, you know, we're talking about this big card in Saudi Arabia. And I, my question to you is, which one? Because they had the big card a few weeks ago where Tyson Fury fought against Francis Ngannou, which also had a bunch of heavyweight fights, maybe not the same level as the ones we'll see coming up on December 23rd. Now they obviously uh, had a big press conference yesterday on the December 23rd card that has all those fights we just were talking about. And then just today... You know, just ended a few minutes ago was the was the introductory press conference that they had also in London, uh, also bankrolled by the Saudis to formally announce the date and the new the new date for Fury versus Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight title, which is going to be February 17th, also in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So they've had two press conferences in two days to announce those two fights. They just had the fight between Fury and Nagano a few weeks ago. Talk about how much money it is. You're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars to do all these events. But the thing about it is. For the Saudis, uh, for them to come up with a couple hundred million dollars, it's like if you and me went for coffee. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, they, have, they have more money than they can possibly know what to do with. So they have this office in their country, the General Entertainment Authority. It's kind of like advertising. If you're a boxing promoter, typically you want to put on an event that's going to generate revenue that's going to be more than you spend. So you can make money. The fighters make money. Everybody makes money. Saudi Arabians, the way that they're operating, I don't think they want to like lose money and waste their money. But they view it more as an advertising thing. It's like if you were to buy a television commercial in the Super Bowl. Here in America, they charge $7 million for a 30-second commercial in the Super Bowl. For the folks in Saudi Arabia, when they put on these types of events, it's sort of that similar mindset. It's an advertisement. They want to bring these massive events to their country to show it off to the rest of the world to say, hey, come visit Saudi Arabia. We've got plenty to offer. And they do these huge sports events. They do big music uh, concerts. They have this Riyadh Season Festival you know, culture, food, sports, entertainment, music. 
And this is part of it. So they're making this play in boxing, and they're going to do these huge cards, and this is one of them. So it's costing huge amounts of money to the thought of normal people in terms of what our finances are. But for them, it's it's just part of the budget. Yeah, just part of the budget indeed. And we're seeing it. Uh, they're splashing money on golf, on, on football, and now on boxing as well. Uh, on the card, Joshua versus Otto Valen at the top there. Um, this is a must-win for Anthony Joshua, isn't it? Do you think it's a safe fight for him, or do you think there's some risk here? Well, I think, first of all, at that, at le- at that level of heavyweight boxing, they're pretty much all must-win fights. Uh, and as you mentioned with Joshua, yes, because uh, he's had the two wins since the two losses to Usyk. Uh, and it's not like he's getting any younger. So, yeah, it's an important win. And Otto Valin is a very solid, quality, professional heavyweight contender. He may not be number one or two or three, but it's not unreasonable if you were to rank the top 10 or 12 to find him sort of near the lower part of that group. But he's a quality guy. He gave Tyson Fury one of his toughest fights of his career. Cut him open very severely. A lot of places, frankly, that I was at that fight. I thought that fight was going to be stopped at ringside. Uh, it went on, and Fury was able to get the win, and he deserved the win. But uh, Otto gave him a really tough fight that night. And, uh, you know, if Anthony, I don't think Anthony Joshua was sleeping on him, but uh, if he is, he'll get beat that night because that's the type of fighter that Otto is. Yeah. And, and is it, real, it really all set up for Joshua to fight um, Wilder in 2024, this, this, this big event? Well, that's what I think we all hope for, number one. I mean, we've wanted to see that fight for, for several years. I mean, I, I'm still annoyed that if you go back, I guess, maybe like four years ago or so, uh, when they both were uh, holding titles, they had all four belts between them, they were both undefeated, there was a lot of conversation that they would fight, and they negotiated, they talked, it never came to pass, and it should have happened back then. It would have been for the undisputed title, and they both would have been undefeated, the winner. It didn't, it didn't happen, and they went their separate ways, and there's been various times of talking about it again. It's now back. Uh, as a conversation, and I'm hopeful they will. Now, the Saudis have brought them together to box in this card together, and to my knowledge, they have done so without there being a deal in place for them to fight each other next, which typically, if you're going to spend that kind of money and put on that kind of promotion where the two guys are featured in separate fights, the idea is if they win, they're going to match them together. But because the Saudis, obviously, the, 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 the economic muscle that they have right now that they're using in boxing, one would think that if they're both, both victorious, they will fight each other. Both of them said... Uh, at the press conference and in interviews after the press conference that absolutely they would like to fight each other. And so I'm hopeful, uh, you know, if they're both successful in, in, their, in their fights on the 23rd, that that'll be the next fight because that would just be another huge fight that the Saudis would be able to line up. And I think there's a very good chance. I mean, De- Deontay Wilder said, you know, absolutely that's the fight he hopes is next. And, uh, you know, Joshua pretty much reiterated that uh, not in the main press conference, but when we spoke to the to the TV folks afterwards, he said pretty much the same thing. So uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't fight. It's a huge fight. It's huge money for both of them. Fans won and seen it for a long time. Frankly, it stacks up in the ring as a good fight. So, you know, I'm not sure where else the other guy is going to get that level of a fight. Mate, what about the, the Joe Parker, Deontay Wilder fight? I mean, I look at the win that Joe just had over Simon Keane. He was a 23-0 and undefeated fighter, and he started to show some power, some knockout power. While, you know, from down down this part of the world, we want to see Joe do well. Um, the perception is the Wilder struggles against guys who actually box rather than go out and, and just try and knock people out. How do you see this fight going? Well, I mean, I don't really put a huge amount of stock in the victory over Keane, who actually had one loss when they fought, and I'm not knocking the, the win. It was a good performance from Joe. It was a great knockout, a nice uppercut that ended the night early in the third round. Uh, and I was glad to see, you know, Joyce, uh, Joe Joyce gave uh, gave Joe Parker a very tough fight last fall, uh, had a big knockout. It was a tremendous fight, but, you know, 
Uh, Parker took quite a bit of punishment in that fight. I've always been a Joe Parker fan. I like him. I've covered some of his fights when he's fought here in the United States. He's a gentleman. Um, and I was glad to see him recover from the Joyce fight. He's now scored three wins in a row and, uh, you know, looked pretty good. Two knockouts and uh, another win that was, uh, you know, a, a decision that was uh, no, no, no dispute or anything like that. Uh, and Wilder is, is a great opportunity for him because, first of all, if you followed Parker's career, this is not a guy that's ever ducked anybody. He's fought all the tough guys that, that have been presented to him. And Wilder's another one of those guys, and it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity. I think if you're Parker, you're in a great position because you have Wilder coming off uh, a, you know, a year, it'll be a year plus layoff. And even when he last fought, it was only a one round fight where he had a first round knockout against Robert Hellenius. Then you got to go back another year before that, where he had a brutal knockout loss in a very, very tough fight uh, against Tyson Fury, the second of two knockout losses in a row. So we're not really sure where Deontay is right now. Now he sounded good. He looked good at the press conference, but he's an older fighter. Now he's had a layoff. He's had some brutal knockout losses. I think this is a great opportunity for Joe to, to make another run if he can get past it. If he does, he's going to upset the apple cart quite a bit because you know he's going to ruin the fight with uh, with uh, with Anthony Joshua, assuming Joshua wins his fight. Uh, I think he's got a real a real chance to win this fight. Dan, appreciate your time, uh, my friend. Thanks very much for coming on and keep up the good work at Fight Freaks Unite as well. Uh, well worth subscribing to on Patreon. Appreciate that on Substack, but I appreciate the shout out. <laughs> 